The Accidental Entrepreneur is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, A. Weber, the world's leading small business email marketing and automation service provider. Since 1998, A. Weber has helped more than 1 million small businesses and entrepreneurs through its suite of web-based email marketing, automation tools, and education. A. Weber, the best option when it comes to marketing your business. The podcast is also brought to you by the Alternative Board. Since 1989, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has been one of the leading peer advisory and business coaching organizations for independent business owners and CEOs across the world. By facilitating peer advisory boards, private one-on-one coaching, and strategic planning services, TAB helps business owners improve their businesses in ways that change their lives. And be sure to check out our affiliate sponsor, One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the avid podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. By the way, probably the first thing you need to be is a salesperson yeah. because if you're actually, an introvert, um, probably not the I word for you. I have a good story you, around you know? this. So I, I always, I, I've been at two types of corporate organizations, okay. the startup uh, atmosphere in my career and also a massive corporation like NBC, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, oh man, I really just did not like the mm-hmm. massive corporation style. And I'll tell you why. Um, there's just so many too many decision makers yeah. that are involved for simple things that if you just said yes and moved forward with it, then so much would get done in a lot quicker too. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, corporate politics. Corporate. And so being at NBC, yeah. I think, honestly, I think me being at NBC and the whole story I told you with the, the almost having a car accident, I think those things were perfectly aligned because I was so unhappy at my NBC corporate job that I wanted to do my own thing or go back. Yeah. Yeah. Or go back to a startup company and right, you identified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have another great guest today. Um, I think if my memory serves me right, this might be our first guest who's appeared on shark tank. I'm pretty sure RC, but we'll, I got to look into the archives. I don't think so. I think you're the first. So if you are listening on your favorite directory, be sure to give us a, whatever, a five-star review if you can. Not all the directors allow you to do that. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button, ring a bell, I don't know, whatever else you do on YouTube so we can keep bringing you good content. So let's get on with the show, and then Arcee will introduce himself, and we'll start uh, hearing about his background. The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. 
And now on to today's episode. Hi, my name is R.C. Kodavandalu with Wolf. I was recently featured on ABC's Shark Tank on March 10th. If you're a fan, please check it out. And today I'm here to talk about how Wolf can bring pet parents peace of mind, and I'm excited to share that with you guys. All right. So, R.C., welcome to the show. Um, I believe I met you because my daughter, right, who is a journalism major at Maryland, sought you out and interviewed Yeah, thanks for, for having me. I don't me. know that's, if that's paper or project you working on, something like that, right? Oh, the Diamond Correct, yeah, yep. that's the school, that's the University of Maryland uh, <laughs> paper. Cool. It, sh- it shows you so much, she tells me. So, <laughs> um, All right, so uh, welcome to the show. I did say before, and I'm pretty sure that you are the only guest I've had on so far who's been on Shark Tank. This will be coming out in the middle of the summer, so you were on in March. In uh, your episode aired, right? So a few months before. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it takes a while to write. Okay, well... Maybe after the commercials, we can get into because I want to hear about, you know, how do you get on Shark Tank? What do you have to go through? What kind of hoops do you have to jump through? And, you know, how long did it take and things like that? But because I'm sure a lot of listeners want to know, maybe they own a business, they want to apply. But maybe we go back and talk about your background because I know you weren't originally an entrepreneur. That and sounds great. Let's then do we can it. get into Wolf and how you fell into that and the experiences you have. Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, I was probably the okay. opposite of an entrepreneur so growing up. I come from a family of doctors and you know, they typically tend to push you to try to go into medicine, right? So uh, I'll start at my college days when I went to University of Maryland. I was a biology major, actually. And, um, but I always had an outgoing personality. I I kind of felt felt like I wasn't really meant to be in a hospital all day. And it just didn't seem like it would be for me. So while I continued with that, I graduated with a biology degree. I also decided I'm not going to take my MCATs and I'm going to try to go into sales right after college. And I was interning at a company called Doctor First, which is a healthcare IT company. They sell a software for, for doctors and hospitals to use. And I was interning there and that's when I really got the idea to, to actually try to go into sales. It. it was my senior year. I actually went up to the CEO and I said, hey, listen, I'm graduating in a couple of months. I don't wanna go down the medical school pathway. I want to go into sales. And he said, hey, I appreciate you coming up to me like this and talking to me about this. I'm going to give you a shot. And when he did, I started you know, right after I graduated out of college. And I did really well. I knew from that point on within a few weeks that I wanted to be in sales the rest of my career in some form or fashion. No, that it was just the gateway. Matter. I actually didn't ended up moving out of healthcare to property right? management and um, – and also, too, I eventually went to media. So, okay. yeah, uh, healthcare, oh, just an easy entry point because of my background in biology. But, yeah, I went into sales. I just loved every part about it. I love presenting. I love trying to you know, get people to see the value that you're trying to bring through your product or service. And um, so now, yeah, now today I have about you know, eight plus years of sales experience. Right. And uh, that brought me to New York City. And that's where the origin story of Wolf started. Yeah. Yeah, I live in the Upper East Side of New York. That's where you are now. Big change from Maryland in New York City. But uh, yeah, and when I moved to New York, it's, nice. uh, I think that's actually the yeah, spark of the entrepreneurial spirit that I got. I got here and I just saw all these high rises. I saw all these successful people all around me. Uh, I wasn't in my close group of friends that I would hang out with every weekend, so I was seeing new people, yeah. meeting new people every day. And um, I knew I wanted to do something of my own. 
at, at that point when I moved to New York City, which is about two years ago. And um, I moved, I moved for the job. Well, you correct? moved for yeah. the job. You moved for and the media sales, about, right? I said I had three dogs in Maryland Got too. It. Okay. And when I moved to New York, yeah, that, it was a handful. And when I moved to New York, I, uh, I, you know, picked a spot in the Upper East Side because <laughs> that's close to the parks for my dogs. And I, uh, I was driving actually one day to go hiking at, at Bear Mountain, close to New York City. And my dogs were at home. And again, my family and friends are all back in Maryland. This is close to when I first moved to New York, so I didn't really know anyone, especially no one I could just call to come over and watch my dogs. My fi- I have my fiance, you had but no she was with me. So no we were both spouse, together. nobody you lived yeah. with, roommates, no. So uh, that's how families, you know, that's a. Oh, okay. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So dogs were at home. Me and my fiance are driving. Married you and the dogs. I almost got into a car accident. <laughs> and it's it's kind of weird. Right. Like immediately this this whole idea just flew into my head that because I, I personally had this fear where if something happened to me, my dogs would be trapped at home alone. Just a, a feeling I always had in the back of my head every time I leave. And so immediately this idea yeah. came into my head, the whole concept of woof that we could rescue your pet with technology if something happened to you unexpectedly, like a car accident away from home or a heart attack in home. And um, I got home that night. I started right. making a PowerPoint deck because that's how I, I knew how to do it for my sales presentation skills. And I crafted to this design for the app, uh, pretty basic. I then started to do research on you know paying someone to make an app for me, saw that that was extremely expensive to do. And I, I remember that I had a friend right. who uh, actually made an app yeah. years ago through a developer. So I reached out to him and got the contact information, called him that night. Uh-huh. Everything was, you know, I, I wanted to act right away. I didn't want to wait and let this idea pass me by. Right. So this was no. a guy who could program, but it wasn't like some big yeah. company who yeah. had yeah. a lot you of could, money to, could, to develop You could go that route if you want, that. if you have a lot of money, but I think somebody. the better route is to, yeah, try to... You know, even services like Upwork or, or Fiverr can get you cheap developers. So yeah, I I had a limited budget to spend on yeah, an idea. Right. So I yeah. spoke to him. the The price point was pretty reasonable. He said he could do it, and I signed the contract literally that night. So I think that's important. Point number one is that if you have an idea, the night I got back, I I started sending out messages. That was the night you got back from your trip. I was up till like midnight that night, and I think that's a, an important point. If you yeah, have well, an idea, I think a lot of times people just so yeah, it's right. a good idea, but they don't act on it. And I knew I. Right. Yeah. And they see you on Shark Tank with this wolf so thing. That's you. Like, Go back that to that same idea. idea. And, and I didn't do anything. Act on it. Right. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I signed a contract that night for him to develop it. <laughs> and um, yeah. as it's in development, my friend, you know, I. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you totally kept signed a good job, thing, right? You know, and this was like a No revenue coming in thing, when right? it's in development. Yeah, and okay. um, while it was in development, I was you know building the right. website, doing yeah. all the backend stuff, like getting business cards with QR codes. So I had everything kind of everything in my control that I could do, you know, creating the LLC, getting the bank account set up and going. In the back end, while the apps in development, I took care of that, and you know thought of some ideas for how to market it, sell it, all that stuff. So you're basically writing a business plan, a working business plan, figuring out all the parts. How is it going to work? What's the cost going to be? What services do we need? Exactly, back yeah. Room, uh, back doing research on, on how, can you sell it, you know, all that how we would stuff. actually rescue the pets if something happened yeah. to, the, to the owner. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, yeah. You figure. Yeah. You probably sell the thing and figure. Ah, nobody. Yeah. Gonna I guess I'll just give a, while, a brief description of how it actually got to be ready to act. Go right? further into the how the whole short typing happened. So the app. Uh, the way I thought of it was, I knew I knew wellness checks are a free government service because my I have two police officer friends, and uh, it's just a topic that we discussed one time in, in my past. So I knew that was a thing uh, I could I could help okay. utilize the service. So I um, I also everyone knows geolocation these days if you use a smartphone, right? So the idea was I could use a geolocation based timer, right, and uh, use that to identify if the owner of the pet is uh, you know in danger or something happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. So the way the app works is it forms a uh, circle around your house, about 50 meter diameter. When you cross that border, the timer that you've set one time that you preset, the app remembers, it'll start ticking down. And if you don't return back home to stop the timer, maybe something happened to you. That's what we find out. The, The support team gets notified if your timer expires, we reach out to you, then your emergency contact list. And if no one knows where you are, then we contact the local authorities who will come do a, a wellness check on your pet. So wellness checks are available in most communities. I mean, all if you had states. an aunt or an, all a grandmother even whatever, Canada, couldn't find you, you could call the target market. police. You know, any place that has a wellness okay. check, Wolf could potentially move into. But yeah, the way it works is I, I could call one for you, Mitch. I can say, hey, go check on Mitch. I haven't heard from him for, for a while. And they would legally have to. Right. Yeah. You don't need the app to do that. You just yeah. be like, I haven't heard and, from you uh, in four weeks. We would have you know, like evidence for the app to kind right. of give the police, you know, what they needed. Okay. Like they haven't been home in so so many hours or so. But yeah, the police would go. If you are not there, right. uh, they'd enter the home. Maybe maybe you are home. Maybe you had a heart attack in your house. You know, they'd tend to you there. But they'd also uh, legally have to take your pet as well, right? And keep that pet safe and get animal control involved. But ideally, you know, we're also contacting your emergency contacts. Maybe your your brother. And also your designated pet guardian, which you capture in the app as well as everything else about your pet, like their daily routines, their medical history, all that stuff, documents. Um, so we're contacting your, your pet guardian that you designated as well and letting them know right. that this is a situation and they should go you know, pick up the pet. So ideally, that, yeah. that's what would come and pick up the pet, not animal control. But either way, any scenario is better than your pet being trapped at home alone and being traumatized or worst case, maybe even you know dying of, of starvation and one thing I, I did when I first had the idea is I looked this up. Is this actually a thing that happens? And it is. It is. There's pets that have been, you know, and they, they've eaten their, right. their owners. It's some crazy scenarios out there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so back, back to the know, whole business concept, like right? That. So um, while I was in development, I was doing my business plan, and my friend suggested that I yeah. apply to Shark Tank. And, I, I, I you know, I, I, everyone knows about Shark Tank, but I probably – maybe seen a segment here or there. I never was a, a big watcher of the right. show, but I applied. I uh, just went on the website and I filled out a form. There's two ways. Well, when, when was it that you started developing? That was, when did that you was like do the hike and you came back? When was that date? What was the date? 2022. Yeah. Very yeah. Of what year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh, recently. Yeah, so the timeline is I had the idea in February. I, uh, development oh, wow. started like, you know, a week after right. that, probably we, we had the plans together and then he started developing a week after that. And then I applied to shark tank, I would say in April, like mid April. And I heard just an idea and, but, but you didn't have revenue going or anything quick. at that point. Did it's you? Not, it's not a complex apps. Just an idea. Right. 
Well, yeah, but you had the parts. I mean, you knew about the wellness checks and you knew yeah, and I, about and the geo, uh, about the yeah, location when I applied, issues I didn't, and things I didn't like that. Tank, where, what my revenue was, doable. was, or they don't ask that when you first apply. No. And there's, there's two ways you can apply. No, you can apply have, online or you can do in person, but because of COVID in person okay. wasn't a thing, right? They had like casting calls. So I, I did the online form. They also actually have a ah. team that reaches out to companies proactively and say, Hey, you should come on Shark Tank. But, but I'm the one who it's I'm I'm in the smaller bucket, oh, the harder you, right? bucket I'm to, sure. to yeah. get in is I actually just applied to Shark Tank. And I you know I thought, you know, that was fun. Right. No, because they gotta yeah, get thousands of applications and a lot of they just toss aside. No, year. you know, no. So it's yet. a big, big pool. And so I you know, I applied, I thought that, you know, that yeah. was fun. Nothing's right. gonna come of that. And right. then three three or four weeks later. Yeah, yeah. I, of I wanted to uh, raise cap to wanted, raise money, right? To get a I guess the, the, the quickest shark, way I thought that I could build this right. up to something is uh, through a shark and the exposure and everything that comes along with Shark Tank, the doors it opens, right? So, so yeah, I applied for that reason. And three weeks later, right? Yeah, a few and of I them do. Uh, like Mark's done like a space, pet I think food. he does, right? Yeah. So I think all of them have some investments in the pet space because oh, yeah. they all know it's a hundred billion dollar industry. It's a massive industry. I heard back, it was uh, from one yeah. of like the casting producers via email and they were like, Hey, let's, let's set up a call. And I was like, at, at that point I was like, okay, this is, this isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, there's so many people that yeah. apply. And I took the call and uh, I actually, when I took the call, I had COVID and I almost, yeah, I almost ended up rescheduling the call, but I was like, you know what? Time? I'm just going to power through it, man up and do it. And uh, thankfully I did. Okay. Now yeah, this is literally just like, this, a, this you wasn't know, casting producer, someone in California. Panelists, right? And so I did the call, explained it to them. They're like, okay, yeah, this, right. is, this is worthy for yeah. us to at least have you submit a video submission to try to like, you know, woo us to, to take you to the next stage. So the only thing I knew how to do was to mimic what, is actually on Shark Tank. So I watched a few episodes and I literally like I made I, I put a you know a tripod up, put my phone in there. Yeah. I uh, just came up with a quick two minute like video pitch and I uh, I had the Shark Tank music playing like when I walked up like to the camera. And uh, it was a it was a pretty decent video. Oh you're funny. And yeah. I sent that to them <laughs> and then you know two weeks go by again and then they they call me actually and they're like hey that yeah, that, that video was actually really good. We want to move you to the next Netflix, stage, huh? which is like have you interview with a producing team. And I interviewed with uh, these producers on a Zoom, and they were awesome people. I, I you know, probably my, my two favorite people I've met uh, that I've worked with professionally. Yeah. That... Nice. Yeah. You got to remember, they're not looking for necessarily good businesses. They're looking for a good context. Yeah, so yeah, you exactly. Nice, good and personality. So, you look good on uh, camera. That's what after they're that, looking for. You know, you don't know you're actually going on until like three days before. They'll, they'll three days before. Yeah, like the, the entire time, they're like, yeah, you have a really good chance to three be on. I met with them like you know once a week, twice a week. Can uh, I made you know made my pitch and then they reviewed it and got myself right. TV ready. And yeah, that, yeah, they fly you out there. Do they fly you out there? Yeah. Well, they, they, they bought your they ticket, but then the, like, uh, we're flying you out there three days. Decide to not bring you up. And then they officially say, okay, you're going to get on that plane like three days before, give you, you know, 
three different COVID tests uh, to make sure everyone's safe. I uh, land in uh, in, in uh, California, Cover City. Right, right. And um, yeah, and I, that was uh, in September. And I was I was actually the yeah. So started start working on the idea in February. It's now September. What stage? So obviously there was no stage of the business when you first got involved, and now <laughs> things have been progressing. What yeah, stage so is the business? I, I had hundred. Actually, I literally hit hundred users, paying subscribers, on the day I went to pitch on Shark Tank, and I, that was my like my milestone. Like, I need to hit hundred. I remember I was at like ninety nine the day before. Like I need to get another right. subscriber. I went and I handed out cards in uh, like the night I landed in California. And uh, so, and yeah, up on the yeah, app so, store so they actually, and, it actually uh, launched Apple on and the app store uh, in, Google uh, or whatever on Memorial Day. That's why that's why I mentioned that date. But what? Oh, so from the concept in February, you got an, a working app. And yeah, launched yeah. It, the, app the, the app that was on the three, store less the first four day months. launch was very basic, right? It was like the timers worked. And then I actually, this is actually a crazy thing that happened. My, uh, yeah. I had a, one of my neighbors on the first floor of my apartment had an overdose and died. And yeah, and their dog was inside the apartment. Oh, and geez. obviously the way Wolf was designed at that time wouldn't have been able to help the user because yeah. So, and that dog was trapped in there. For no, because like he's still in the apartment. And the only way the landlord discovered this is because he like knew her uh, pretty well, and he didn't hear from her, so he called herself, and he heard herself in the in the apartment, and he knocked. She didn't answer, and he heard the dog barking. But then he decided to call nine one one to come do a wellness check, and she was you know deceased at that point, and the dog was yeah. in there, and yeah, it was a rough situation. But I was like, well, okay, Oof. I need to solve this issue too. So I decided to do a, a, re, a reverse away timer. So basically you set yeah, a timer yeah. for how, how you long you have problem, to right. not leave your home for before we check in on you. So. Oh, interesting. So if you don't leave your house for like three, yeah, you four set, days you set or the a timer, week or whatever, it would be like ding, ding, so ding, If I don't leave my, my radius in 50, uh, 50 hours, right. then support gets triggered. We check on you. And yeah. So right, right. You got to go get food or something, right? You got to. So yeah. So I added that in. um, Go ahead. I have a lot of questions. At this point, once it was launched, and you know, like a month has gone by, I knew that there was a good chance I I could potentially be on Shark Tank. So my whole goal was to dump as much money into this app to get it like ready. Yeah, now you got to get your numbers up because you're going to go be one of these guys. They'll be like, well, what kind of business do you have? You say, well, we're yeah, still exactly. in development. So it's a my good goal idea. Was we're to, working yeah, on it. They're like, yeah, get out of here. Get, you know? the, uh, get features. I had a bunch of features. Like I wanted right. to add the, the pet record, the pet passport, as I call it, into the app. That wasn't a thing at the time when I launched it. And so I got that in there. I optimized yeah. the, the UI. Just I wanted to make it ready to be shown to like Mark Cuban if he's like, hey, we're going to do a deal. If you saw it and it wasn't in a good shape, he would probably back out of the deal, right? So – yeah, those are my two concerns. Users. How are you promoting? What was the marketing strategy? How are you promoting the app? I know you don't just, maybe in the old days, you put an app up on the website, on the on the app so, store, yeah, and people start downloading it. But I don't so think that the, happens the anymore because the there's app, so many well, of them, right? So I didn't know this at the time, you, but the, that's a pretty common like app term, search term. So my app, like if you searched Wolf at the time, was like 50 apps down. Yeah, um, same with the, on Google. If you searched Wolf at the time, it would be like 10 right. pages down. 
And now, now luckily, it's the first thing on Booth. It's uh, second on Google, right. first in the App Store. So it's right up there at the top now. But yeah, Shark Tank, actually, I can thank for that. Because SEO and <laughs> but, stuff like um, that? Yeah, so... And that um, helped, right, exactly. Yeah, so right. the marketing... Yeah, so I, I only... The marketing. I didn't, so I, I put so users. much capital right. into developing the app that I really didn't have much left over to market. And my fiancé my fiance was like, you're not going to yeah. spend money to market on like right. Facebook, which is what I wanted to do, Facebook and Instagram, social media. She was like, let, if, you, if you get on Shark Tank, let that be your marketing. So what I did is I yeah. thought, okay, let me print out, not print out, I, I ordered business cards with the QR code that would, you know, if you scan it, it'll launch you to the website, which okay. has the download list. I go, let me order like a couple thousand of those and I will literally just go and I'll hand them out to any dog owner I see in New York City. Again, being in New York City, allowed me to do this whole dream. Because if I was in Maryland, I'd see one dog owner every day. But in New York, I'll see 500 if I go to the dog parks or whatever, you know? So access to this many people in a small volume really led me to do that. Exactly. So that's a short-term strategy, right? It's not obviously a long-term. Yeah, so I'd go to the dog parks afterward during my lunch break um, on weekends. I'd just sit there, hand out cards. I was not a knowing guy handing out cards and, you know, pitching. It also helped me craft my pitch because I I would pitch this to like literally probably 2,000, 3,000 people. And my pitch from the beginning to where I got to Shark Tank was like totally different. It was confusing. You know, no one – it would be like we had these geolocation timers. And then I just changed it to this app rescues your pet, right? So the, the pitch just completely got refined. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, people don't understand yeah. all that so, jargon and stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, you're and, in the uh, tech so world. Yeah, I didn't really market it too no much besides that. Yeah. But uh, the, the 2000 I did put on Facebook and social media, that did generate a good good amount of user uh, downloads and subscriptions. So I have uh, 450 paying subscribers and about like, 2,500 app store downloads. So the conversion rates is pretty good. There's like no, which I'm actually changing. Download the app and open anything. So the way it works, you have to download it and pay to get access to the app. But I'm I'm making a freemium version now where you can you know set up your profile. You can use the pet record, but if you want to use the timers, you have to actually you know pay pay to do that. So that's coming out probably in the next month. Yeah. I think um, it's a good lesson for people because I find that a lot of business owners, you know, they have this idea and they want it to be perfect and they're going to build the app and pull these things in. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes anyway. So you got to get out there and test it and start using it and making your pitch. Right. And then and then, you know, your pitch is not good or people don't understand it. And it's like a lawyer. We talk in all kinds of jargon that we think is simple to us. But to other people, they got no idea what I'm talking about half the time. So I was trying to you know, water it down and simplify it. So I think that there's a lot to be said for just getting out there with a working version of it and getting people to use it and break it and ask yeah. you questions and say, Hey, why, why doesn't it do this? Or, you know, and I think, I think there's a lot to be said for that as opposed to just sitting in your garage, staring at the Yeah. Wall, you have to go out there and talk computer, to people thinking it's perfect. You're going to be wrong anyway. Potential customers, right? I had so many questions. I thought of so many features from talking to people like vacation mode, right. where if you are on vacation and you know, the, app could detect that and stop your timer for you so many things right because if you forget that they're yeah. going to come and well, take luckily, your pet away there's, there's in puerto rico that, you come back and your pet's that, gone uh, yeah <laughs> but 
Yeah, you're going to call and write. You'll be like, listen, I'm in Puerto Rico and my pet's not there. That's an important feature. So, yeah, you have to get out there and talk to your potential customers to see, one, if they think it's a stupid idea. And and luckily, literally, I probably talked, like I said, thousands of people, maybe – Five to ten people said that they think it's not a good idea because because they have you know friends or family that like are around them. For them, exactly. For them, but they, for, it was yeah, bad, they didn't think it was a bad idea yeah. in general. Just for them, it wasn't valuable. Yeah, and and my whole thing was that hey, yeah, it's peace of people, mind. That's, you that's know, not you're probably not going to have to ever use Wolf, hopefully. But the idea is you want just like life insurance, right? You pay, you buy life insurance for your family members. People say pets are their family. So if that's true, prove it. Subscribe to Wolf. (laughs) Right. I mean, people die every day and people's pets get left every day. Just not you necessarily. Yeah. So um, is there a way to, are you working on the idea of like, can you know whether the pet's with the person? Maybe there's a tag they can put on the pet on the collar or something that, you know that when you leave, the pet's with you, and therefore it doesn't set off the timers, or the pet's been yeah. moved to these are all things a that I've or something or whatever. The pet's not like in the house. Example, basically, one, one common suggestion people also make is like syncing or integrating with uh, like a dog walking app, like Wag or Rover. And I think uh, that's probably that's probably something that's like two years away. But right uh-huh. now, my my, oh, yeah. my main concern right. is to get user adoption and subscribers. And I actually have recently thought of, I think, is going to take things to the, completely to the next level. And um, what that is, is partnerships. So what I mean by partnerships is, let's say I approach, there's two different kinds. But yeah, let's say I approach a corporation. Like strategic right? alliance. There's tons of them out there. Wise. They have employee benefits, right? They have like gym perks, yeah. um, health insurance, uh, life insurance, right? Why can't Wolf be a part of that employee package where – Right. Yeah. So I could – let's yeah, say you know, Google is it's like, rare, hey, we, we want to work do. with you. I could wholesale thousands and thousands of licenses to Google where they can offer that to their employees. That's my number one partnership idea. Number two is nonprofit organizations like the Humane Society who I actually spoke with on Wednesday and like the North Shore American League I spoke with actually right before this phone call. So I'm talking to these these corporations and organizations. Yeah. yeah. And the idea there is I would actually just yeah, give them big licenses, donate them licenses. And anyone that renews after like that six-month period of trial, I would donate 10% of that revenue to, to that organization. So somebody adopts the dog. They get the app for free for six months. And then after that, they can renew it. Yeah, so that, that's, my, that's my so new, my new good, model that I'm going to work good with idea, to get actually, mass that's users. That's strategic yeah. You know what you all should work on? You mentioned Rover. You should have – like let's say somebody's stuck out. They're not like dead or they're not stuck on a cliff, but they're like, oh, my God, I can't get back to walk my dog. They should be able to press a button on the app. You guys notify Rover whoever's designated in the area. They send someone to yeah. walk the – and usually, the usually the, the, the rovers that or you have like assigned, they might even have their key where they can just get in without. So, yeah, yeah, definitely something that. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely something that's on the roadmap. I think. Uh, I'm going to need keys. Probably, so. I want to get at least a couple partnerships in, a couple thousand users, before I even explore any of that. So. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we do this? So let's take a commercial. I think commercials run about two minutes, and then we come back. I want to talk to you about. You know, what do you like about being an entrepreneur? What kind of things have you learned? And then maybe we can also get more into Shark Tank because I did watch the episode and they brought up some issues. I have some questions for you where you are now. 
and uh, you know get yeah, some people excited about good. maybe ideas that they're running through their head and they're not acting on. All right, all right. Let's take the take commercial break here. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to market and grow your business, or perhaps you're just getting started and want to hit the ground running. AWeber is the best choice for online email marketing and automation of your business. From maintaining a subscriber list to drip campaigns and landing pages, AWeber gives you tools and integrations that make marketing easy and fun. As our partner and sponsor, we use all their tools to promote the podcast and market our law firm. AWeber, the best alternative for online marketing. For over 30 years, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has built a thriving community of forward-thinking CEOs and business owners who want to radically improve their companies. Through unique combinations of one-on-one business coaching, participation in monthly TAB board meetings with other non-competing owners, a suite of strategic tools, and customized strategic planning workshops, TAB membership can deliver greater strength to your business and a better work-life balance for you and your family. All packaged in a streamlined and affordable service that the people at TAB invite you to try risk-free. Maybe you're looking to get into podcasting or you just want to market your business. Maybe you want to do it for enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts, as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created especially for our listeners. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. So, um, RC, um, we know it you like being is, a salesperson. Uh, Do you like being, being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Because if you were happier, yeah. you'd probably be like, oh, that's a great it's, idea. Exactly. You know what? I so like my job and I, I um, love what I'm doing and probably and, never you know, I, I was yeah. just, I did really well in the startup atmosphere working for other people, but I always did want something of my own. And when, um, you know, when you're selling something that's not yours, you know, yeah, the paycheck's yeah. good. But when you're selling something that's actually yours and you get to make the decisions, you get to craft the, the roadmap for what gets built and the decisions and you're leading the conversations. It is, uh, it's just so much more fulfilling. And it's, it's funny, like I, you know, I would be up till midnight and you yeah. always hear it's, you know, when you're working for yourself, you're not working. It's true. It's like, you just, you're, you're just, you're, uh, you're investing. I consider it. you're investing in whatever you're doing. Right. Yeah, it's 24 hours a day, but it's not work. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I was in corporate. I We lived in Columbus, Ohio for about two, three years, <laughs> two years, I think. And I worked for Nationwide. I barely made it two years. I, I mean, I just could. Yeah, I mean, yes. just as an attorney and as an entrepreneur, and I, I just couldn't do it. So eventually I got to small organizations and got out, out on my own, too. I think there's a lot of creativity when you especially if you're in sales and you're seeing ideas and doing stuff. And it's hard when you're, you know, when you're under an organization where they just have rules and they have processes and you got to wait for this and that nothing, you know, nothing gets done. That's why big companies buy yeah. like a small company like yours, because it would be <laughs> and like there was a actually one specific story that I remember. I was at NBC you know, on my, their own. The, direct, the head of my department, she, um, man, probably my, my least favorite director or boss I've ever had in my life. She, uh, was very like, I guess, controlling or power, you know, 
power shifting in that sense. And I remember I was in a presentation and I, I prepped for like two weeks for these, you know, the executives at NBC. I was ready to, to go crush it. And I went, I got like five seconds into my talk and she cut me off and just took over the whole thing. And I remember I was so, um, I think angry is, is the term that I would use that I, you know, kind of suppressed, but that, that really got under right. my skin. I was, and I, and after that, I was like, she didn't, if you hired me to do a job, let me do the job. And, uh, and she did it. And I think there's a lot of people like that in the corporate world, that, right? You know, they'll hire you, but they think that they should just do everything themselves. And it's a toxic environment. And I, I that, I'm against that more than anything. And that really pushed me to entrepreneurship, yeah. that one specific moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's the reason why leadership and leadership training and coaching is a thing yeah. because a lot of these people in corporate America are not good leaders. Like that's not being a good leader. A good leader encourages you to do what you were, to, you were brought in to do. And she trained you whatever, not take things over. That's not, yeah, it's like, create a good, you know, working relationship. So that's, I, you know, you saw me a short take. I think I can handle a presentation, right? It's like, right. Yeah, and you were preparing yeah. and you put all that time and effort in. You're like, what the heck did I do this for? Yeah. So um, let's talk about things that you've that you've learned that you would do differently as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, because because you really came into this thing. It wasn't like you came out of business school. You had a business and you sat down and wrote a business plan. I'm going to do this. That It kind of all happened at the same time. So I'm curious as to what a little <laughs> bit of a look back. You know, what are some of the challenges yeah, you, uh, I you think learn? Navi- you, I think navigating the investment other world people doing this? with someone with no knowledge of that is something you should probably, you know, brush up on oh, yeah. before you start reaching out to like VCs, which is what I did. I, you know, I, uh, the moment I got, I kind of knew Shark Tank was a possibility. I was like, I need to get funding to, to make all my updates that I want to do. Yeah. Cause like I need to make updates. I need money to, to do this. Now. And so I started reaching out to VCs yeah. and, you know, you always hear this like, you know, we're pre-seed, you know, we'll invest in ideas. And I don't think that's true. <laughs> Everyone I, I talked right. to, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I ended up getting meetings with like five ideas, different VCs and they were like, oh, this is a great idea. Come back to us when you have a million plus in revenue ARR. And I was like, I thought you were pre-seed. And, uh, you know, and so, yeah. And then like, right. They weren't even angel investors. Angel investors are yeah, more private. VCs. You know, they'll do take more risks. And These then, guys um, were real VCs. Yeah, they were using terms like uh, no, data, you know, data room, yeah. which I, I didn't know what that meant at the term, at, at the time. And so, yeah, understanding like how the the investment right. world works. If you're if you're actually trying to raise money, you know, some some people just have money, or they they have friends or family that want to contribute and help them out. But yeah, if you are trying to raise money from other people, then yeah, knowing that landscape will be helpful. Yeah, there, there are, um, especially in New York, there are like pitch contests and, you know, angel meetings and stuff. And I've known some people that have gone just with yeah. the intent of like giving 10 pitches and failing and just learning what these guys want and with no intent of raising any money. Some of them did anyway, but they really just went to hone their skills and get and they, I guess if you go in the expectation it's, that you're getting it eaten alive by the panel, there's, it's there's not a, so bad there's a, there's happens, one called Rise kinda, New York. I'm not sure if you've you're ready it. for it. It, uh, it's once a month, and uh, basically the way it works, it's, it's kind of like a Shark Tank style setup. Like you, you apply as a company, and they choose they choose five people, five, five people from 
you know, the five companies okay. that will present and pitch to this guy that's on a guy, you know, man or woman that's on the couch and they're the investor, right? And they, you know, they hear you pitch and then they decide if they want to invest you or not. Got it. And so I went to, I was told about the event. I went to one and I was like, this is just like Shark Tank. And I, um, I, I started applying every month, you know, the, you, you fill out a form on yeah. your, on your product and your company and you apply and I applied literally seven times and I never got chosen once. And I, I well, this is I, after Shark Tank, I got chosen by Shark Tank out of 50,000 people, but not like, and not out of like a hundred companies that applied every month. I just never got picked. You still so get chosen. I uh, stopped going to that event, <laughs> but the, the people I heard pitch, their companies were, were, you know, they're, right, they're more right. in like the, yeah, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you go as an entrepreneur, attendee, you right? Go, and they also, an they also choose one random company from the crowd to pitch. And I never got chosen there either, but the companies were more like climate tech, fine, you know, got in tech, not really. I, I think it's another thing. Like some people don't take the pet industry seriously, or right. they, they don't know how big it is. It's a hundred billion dollar industry. It's massive. I don't, I don't think people know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Huge. I mean, yeah, just, it's a gold just walk mine, around honestly. and see everybody what they do for their pets. You know, they'll. Yeah, it's a gold mine. I, I, I have older dogs, and my my little one has eye problems. And we went to this, you know, the eye special. This guy only does eyes for dogs and cats. It, you think he has like an ATM machine in his backyard, just printing money. The place was a palace. And, you know, it's not cheap to like your dogs don't drive your kids to school or, you know, have to go to work. I mean, if they can't see, they probably don't have a good vision to begin with. But people will spend money to have cataracts removed yeah. to fix his $10,000, $20,000. Yeah, insurance. I pay $150 it's, uh, for my it's, it's a money insurance mail, a month. You know? So it's, it's not cheap. Actually, I have. I've used it twice yeah. now. And, exactly. and uh, one of my insurance? dogs, they – were really sick and it probably would have been like a $2,000 hospital bill, but it was totally covered. So yeah. And if, if anything ever happened seriously, like a, like a yeah. massive surgery, then you definitely want a pet insurance. So yeah, big time, big time, big time. All right. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the shark tank process. Cause I'm, I'm curious as to, I understand you got picked. So you went through the casting thing, <laughs> but I also yeah. understand that you don't spend 10 minutes in front of them. That's all we see. On the show, yeah, so right? I mean, they wow. grill so for, you. Here's the thing: when you go while, into tank, first they? of all, I honestly barely remember being in there because you were just so amped up on adrenaline, and it's it's like you're in a dream. And, yeah, uh, right. So I, I wasn't even really crazy. sure how long I was yeah. in there, but if I had to guess, I would say probably 45 right. minutes. And yeah, and yeah, they obviously cut out a lot of the stuff. Like, okay. Like I, I talked about like the home timer and like the pet yeah, passport, they but they, they right, cut all right. that stuff out to keep it really simple, I guess, on just like the away timer scenario. But uh, yeah, they're, they're grilling you on everything. And I know you had some questions on, yeah. Um, what kind you know, of questions? The typical ones, yeah. like your, yeah. your background. And that's, I kind of thought after I did my pitch that they would start with like, tell us about yourself. I thought there was like a kind of a layout. But no, they like Mr. Wonderful went right in like, have you made any money? Yeah. So, right. and then they kind of, you know, circled back right to like, tell us about your background. Do you have any other investors? They, they really, it really is like, a, I guess, a, you know, dramatized business meeting with an investor. It's, it's a real thing. And there's no do-overs. You don't, you can't go out there, mess yeah. up and then be like, Hey, I need, I need, you know, to redo that. Yeah. It's none of that. If you go out there and you mess up, Cut. it's, a, it's just it's a bad this. segment. Yeah. You probably won't you probably won't get aired. 
So yeah. That's life. Yeah. Oh no. So yeah. yeah so no, fifty thousand. So it wasn't apply. guaranteed you would air. About a thousand get to like the, the next stage, a hundred and sixty ish actually get invited to pitch, and then about like eighty to ninety actually get aired. So so yeah, eighty to ninety companies out of fifty thousand actually get aired up. end up on TV. So and that was one of my fears is like, hey, I, I can say I was on a short tape, but there's no proof if I don't get aired. It's it's like it never it's like it never even happened. So. Right, exactly. Right. You, you tried to appear on Shark Tank, and it doesn't help your marketing plan, right? Your marketing plan was, oh, I'm going to get a ton of exposure. I think in some cases yeah. it's better not to get a deal and just get the exposure because you don't give up any equity in the company, and you're yeah, probably getting a ton of sales just pretty, from people seeing uh, you and like watching after on I TV, aired, you know? Like all some, some other sharks actually uh, you know, emailed me and like added me on Facebook – yeah, excuse me. Yeah, people, other people that actually went on the show. show that and there's like a Shark Tank reunion that's happening in Las Vegas, where like you know all the other people that went on the show. Are oh. there. So yeah, it's, it's a really supportive community, and people are there's a there's a group of us yeah. that are you know giving each other business advice all the time on there. So it's a really tight knit community. So it's, that's helped your business just by being involved with yeah, yeah. And then after the Shark Tank it, uh, uh, man, ecosphere. Like the the live chat on my like website all. exploded that night. I was you know watching the segment at a, at a watch party with all my friends in Maryland. And then I immediately had to turn to the computer because I just kept hearing like bing, bing, bing. You know, people just – No, no. Actually, people – I couldn't see the downloads. I mean, they subscribed. The next they download, actually, yeah. people on the website live chatting me like I saw your segment. We think about this all the time. And then the emails were flooding in. Oh, yeah. uh, all supportive messages. All people saying, I actually have this concern. People, you know, of course, giving me advice on how to like morph the app and, and update it. And then um, people even asking me to expand it to humans because they're like, they have an elderly parent and they're they're like, hey, we want to use this app, but for them, like if, yeah. you know, if they don't come home in a certain number of time, their time would expire. So that's something I'm considering. Yeah. I mean, there's people with dementia that like yeah. leave their house and they're, you know, the silver, what do they call that? Silver Amber alert. alert. Amber alert. Yeah. They're looking for your grandpa or whatever. Oh, Amber, yeah. well, Amber alert, I think is for when kids are abducted. Silver alert is like, we can't find grandpa. And this is the that car he had. The car's alert, missing. And they, they have them at least in New Jersey. <laughs> I, don't, I would assume New York too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Silver alert. Um, what's the question I was just going to ask you? Um, about uh crap what was it what was i gonna ask you what was about the um oh let's talk about so one of the sharks brought up i think it was i think it was kevin from oh, Fubu, damon. yeah damon uh about yeah. the intellectual property right because you have an app it's damon brought it up okay right uh damon's with fubu yeah um so it, there's a name obviously and there's a there's a, a logo and the app itself is intellectual property so you don't have a trademark on the name i don't think i went to uspto and wolf is a trademark name in the yeah. pet space by someone else so where are yeah, you with so that because um, you told the him that you name is wolf. and the he kind of shut you down name is wolf help llc so and on the app store there's you know tons of apps that okay. you know, kind of have similar names but for right now the app is named wolf and you know if i need to change it i'm going to change it to wolf help essentially that's where we're at No. Okay, so you haven't Nothing gotten like any that. like yeah. a cease and desist or 
something like that. All right. You, you might want to, what you might want to do is go to USPTO.org. You do a search for the trademark. You'll see it. There's a lot. Of, this is not just one wolf. There's all kinds of different iterations. And, but there may be one that's like somebody owns the name and they're not using it. Yeah. I'd imagine we'll probably be able tens to of thousands buy it of dollars for not too yeah. much money. Well, yeah, like I think. Well, it depends on the person who has it. I mean, if they're, you know, if you're like, listen, I could pay you 500 bucks, but we're a small company, but we need the name. <laughs> and they're going, now pay me 10,000. And be like, oh, have a nice life. Sometimes if you just keep your head down and you don't file a trademark application, you don't get seasoned. I went through this with the podcast. So I filed a trademark for the accidental entrepreneur. I get a seasoned assist from yeah. entrepreneur.com, entrepreneur magazine. It's the same company as a media company. And we got into this whole thing and at the end of the day, I don't think that they could have opposed my mark because I wasn't looking to trademark entrepreneur. Yeah. It's a common used term. It's probably not even protectable anymore. I just wanted the accidental. So, um, and there are other accidental entrepreneurs. There's books. There's other web podcasts, whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, I withdrew the application. I said, listen, you leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. And and uh, and they they went away. But um, I don't – I just put a TM by the name, which is probably what okay. you should do. You put a TM, it just claims some sort of common law protection yeah. as you use the name trademarks are based on use so if the other guy owns it and you're using it using using it, and they yeah. never yeah so i, I have with it, you might be able to get it for claim protection as well one of these days <laughs> but um and I, i'm also gonna in terms of branding yeah. actually it's a good segue i um right now if you're familiar with the logo it's just kind of the pug and it says wolf um but i want to change that to add actually a superhero cape on yeah. the pug so then it kind of, it's, it's obvious because it's like, you know, and then the caption or the, the subtitle could be like your pet's hero or superhero, right? And then it's it's like a brand. It's, a, you know, a superhero that's designed to rescue your pet. That's what Wolf is. It's kind of like self-explanatory from the logo that we're here to rescue your pet. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, did you – I don't think you got any deals on the oh, show. Man, man. And that was so this, did you this, this eventually get some investors kind of because of the wild, show? A wild ride. I'll tell you about this. Yeah. So I've had probably right. – yeah, so Today I've, is the middle of April, so it's been out yeah, for so only I've a month. Had, I'd say 10 while people we're in total reach out. Yeah. Some legit, some out of their minds. Uh, I'll tell you one uh, – I'll tell you one deal that – so. The first person that reached out, he reached out via live chat, said he is, you know, has a lot of family money, wants to invest in a company. So I heard him out. And he uh, he was off his offer to me was thirty-five thousand dollars in exchange for fifteen percent equity, which I already wasn't gonna do. On top of that, he wanted ten percent sorry, ten cents on each subscription sold for life. And if that didn't somehow equate to ten thousand dollars of revenue being paid back to him every year until you recoup $35,000, I'd have to give him majority stake of the company. And I was like, this has to be, I was like, I don't even know who, who came up with these terms, but it, it was like your attorney. You should fire them or whoever you spoke to about this. Cause it's a, it's insane. And then, so that was the craziest one right. I heard. Uh, I also met with this, this family business that wanted to actually buy a majority stake in the company at 80%. But for like five hundred thousand dollars, and I said, I said no to, I said no to that, and uh, right, a million, a million valuation. What was your valuation on yeah. Shark Tank? So um, they wanted to do, like, you know, buy eighty percent control yeah. ownership of the company, and then all the money that they paid towards it would go back into the company. I wouldn't be able to just like keep that money. I, I'd be still running it, but I'd no. 
Right, they'd be no, it was like, in the company, but it wasn't eight was million. Like, I, you know, I mean, eight hundred thousand. I just want to hear right. that number, but they were like, "No, we want to do significantly lower than your Shark Tank valuation." And then, so I said no to that. And then I have all, everything else besides that's been legit. Like, actually, uh, there's an accelerator program that I'm working through right now uh, for talking to them about you know pretty significant capital. And oh, then nice. there's uh, a really uh, nice husband and wife who run an accelerator as well. But they also just do straight investments, who I'm also talking with, and that actually might close in the next couple of days here. So I'm I have a few offers out there that I'm kind of you know finalizing, yeah. but I think I'll probably land an investment that makes sense in the next week, honestly. So it's exciting and crazy times here at Wolf. Yeah, no, I think, but I think it's a good yeah. lesson for people, right? It doesn't happen overnight. You come up with a great idea. I know people see it on Shark Tank. They get a deal. They think all oh, life's wonderful, but there was a journey to get there and you got to be persistent. And over time, right, you've made pitches, you've talked to companies, you've talked to people that was bullshit. Eventually things come your way and it starts falling into place. Like you get involved in this yeah. accelerator and you meet this other couple and they believe in you. That's what it takes. Yeah. It doesn't take somebody who wants to rape you, rape your company and take all of it. I've had you know, we, I'm in the not in the cannabis space, but I have clients that are in the cannabis space and they're raising capital, or whatever. There, there are capital investors that want you know eighty yeah. percent of your company for you know half a million dollars, and most of these companies have you know ten million dollar pre money valuations. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? We're a yeah. women owned business or a veterans owned business. We can't give away eighty percent of the company, but they're not the right people to invest in your company. You're not going to do it with a guy who's going to yeah. death spiral the company into owning you know eighty percent <clears> of your company for thirty five grand ridiculous but he thinks he can make enough stitches and find a desperate person yeah i, to, I was actually you know, but if somebody's that desperate their business i just probably not yeah. that value <laughs> yeah um i'm sure you were yeah because i mean this company doesn't you know it just doesn't need time, that much capital i don't need a million dollars so it is i could i could get by i make plenty of money myself uh, i could you know put that money right. into the company but i do want yeah yeah i do want to get things moving yeah, bootstrap you know, quickly because I, I think this company with that, with that whole partnership model, I Alan, I think this could easily be, you know, a five ten million dollar company on an annual basis in like you know three to five years easily. Right. Well, you're talking about subscription based people, and then you're going to need some sort of a call center yeah. because you're going to get calls all the time. Once you get yeah. enough users, luckily, it's just a question I, of how many users you're going to get calls every hour, right? If you're a monitor. Owns a call center. <laughs> so I think I have that. I have things, everything's pretty much set in Perfect. motion. It's just capital. Yeah. Capital revenue users. And I think those will come revenue. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff you can outsource, yeah. you don't need to like open a warehouse and put 50 people sitting there at phones and you know, you can, you can definitely build it. Uh, Slowly, but I think that's another thing is that people don't really think through. And that's the whole like planning process, which you were doing kind of on the in real time is figuring these things out. Like you don't need you can do a lot of things with limited capital like you can, especially nowadays, probably making an app 20 yeah. years ago when we just got started with all this stuff was really expensive. There weren't any people ever didn't even exist or Upwork didn't even exist. So it was difficult to do. And I had I used to run a um, wasn't a Shark Tank it was like a Young Entrepreneurs Academy they're still out of Rochester they're all over the country so we did the local one and we used to have like a little Shark Tank for the kids and the kids would come so it was this one kid who was making an app I forget what it was for something to do with the weather he was into weather 
forecasting. He had gone to some of the stations and whatever. Uh, really nice kid. And he gave this whole presentation about he was going to make an app. It was, and he needed $500, whatever. One of the guys in the audience or the shark said, you know, how can you do it? It's going to be 90 grand to make an app. And the kid was like, no, that was like 15 years ago. You don't have to do that anymore. And explain to this guy how you can get this done for less money than, you know, than you think that it, it costs. This guy was just out of, out of touch. So things move very fast. And I'm sure some of the ideas you're coming up with in six months, they're going to be easier to do than they were six months ago, you know, because it's a yeah, fast yeah, moving totally. industry. And, um, actually, one of the coolest stories that came out of Shark Tank was, uh, this teacher reached out to me and he said that his kids are like huge truck tank fans and they, they watch my segment and he, invite, you know, he asked if I could like answer some questions for them. So I'm doing a, you know, a zoom meeting with this class They're in Utah, um, in two weeks. Yeah. So it's going to be a, you know, a good way to get back to the community. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What, what, what do you think the, uh, the, the, best advice you can give for somebody if they're looking to get yeah. started so on their a couple own things. journey one is your space, like i said but, earlier if you have an idea the only way you're going to know if it's even going to work is if you do it like i've had probably throughout my life so many ideas that i've just let you know go go by i'll go to sleep or i'll just continue with my day and i'll forget about it but if, if you don't like that i acted on wolf that day and that's why i'm here today that's why i got on shark tank that's why i'm talking to you so if you have an idea you have to act on it or it's never going to happen and two, you're going to hear no a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. From investors. I heard no from a Mark lot. Cuban. A lot. I heard no yeah. from uh, Mr. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, I, you just can't let that get you down. You have to think, you know, they're wrong. I know this is a good idea and I'm going to prove them wrong. And they're going to be kicking themselves in right. the foot in six months, a couple of years, once I'm, you know, making yeah. No. I mean, you no. didn't leave anything, Shark Tank and be like, oh, actually, closing the company down. Another Forget funny it. story is they actually have like right, a exactly. therapist that they that they make you talk to. Yeah, they have a therapist that they make you talk to whether you got a deal or not. They do? And I was really down that night where I didn't get a deal. So I chat. So when she came into my dressing room, I talked to her for like 15 yeah, minutes. Frustrating. Like, you yeah, know, this is not how I thought things would go. I, I was I was like 99% sure I was going to get a deal because of the low-cost business models. Like, they're going to eat that up. And when I did it, yeah, so yeah, she, uh, you know, she was like, right, I'm going to check in yeah. on you in like two days. And I, I stayed in California. I made like a you know, vacation out of it for the weekend. And she called me on like Saturday and I was in you know already like ready and fired up to prove them wrong. I was like, hey, she called me. I answered like, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to prove the sharks wrong. Uh, thanks for checking in. And she was like, oh, I'm glad that you're doing better. Right. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the attitude you have to do. Yeah. I guarantee they hire this person totally for liability purposes. They figure yeah. you go on Shark Tank and they emasculate you in front of the nation. They better yeah. get a therapist to remember, talk to you, make sure you're not going to jump off the cliff room, on heard, your way home. You don't, you don't know what order you're going to go out there. You know? pitch. I got there at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. in the studio. I didn't go out till 6 p.m. So right. I, I was just sitting there, you know, pacing back and forth in my dressing room for hours. It was a long day. But I heard. Yeah, yeah, they gave me a good lunch, all that stuff. Yeah, they fed you, and uh, right? there was this. I the, the walls are pretty paper thin, and there's uh, like you know ten rooms next to each other. And I heard, I guess one of the other entrepreneurs crying in the room next to me. I guess she didn't get a deal. So, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh shit! 
Yeah, it takes the wind yeah. out of your sails. You're waiting to go out there, and you hear these people that are distraught. They got torn apart. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your story. Definitely stay in touch and check in with us. We'll watch Wolf. Um, if anybody, we'll put a link in the show notes to the yeah. uh, to your appearance, um, right? Because I think you had sent me a link for it. If anybody wants to watch and, and check in with you, they can find your website. They yeah, I'm on chat LinkedIn. With you there. Uh, I assume RC you're on LinkedIn and stuff like LinkedIn that if people want to connect with you. The spelling, I'm sure, will be on the podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, RC, I'm going to play the closing credits. I appreciate I you joining you, me today. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely stay in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. Opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moscovich and Made to Order Music. For information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at BeinackerLaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.